Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back, everyone, to The Basement Binge, a very long overdue episode in many capacities. Long overdue because it's been a while since I've released an episode. Long overdue also because this episode, you saw the title, Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog 2 were supposed to come out with the release of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Matt and I recorded Sonic the Hedgehog 2 days after it was released. And then right after that, I started school and just was not prepared for the amount of work I was going to have in the first week of school. But nonetheless, it's in the second week of school. I'm getting things prioritized and balanced, and now I'm coming back to produce more podcasts, which is a ton of fun. This is an episode that I've had written, ready to record for quite a while now, and I finally have the time to sit down and record it. And I'm I'm thrilled because Sonic the Hedgehog is a movie I'm very, very excited to talk about. So we're just going to jump right into the two cents here, which is the first segment. Again, two cents is completely spoiler free if you're new to the Basin Binge. Thank you so much for being here. But yeah, two cents, completely spoiler free. Give you my thoughts about the film, and then we'll get into the spoilers. So Sonic the Hedgehog is not only a good video game movie, which it is, it is just a good movie. I mean, by no means is it breaking any type of mold or doing something incredibly new. It just sticks to a well-formed type of story, but it just tells it well. It's full of Sonic lore. There's great characters. There's great performance for those characters. It has good VFX and fun action scenes. It's, it knows what it's doing. It is fun in multiple capacities. And from uh, yes, definitely Jim Carrey is fun in this, and I'll get more into him in a moment, but but he is way fun. But there's other parts of the film that are fun as well, including the relationships that the film has. It makes you want more of this universe, not in the lame like sequel bait type of thing, just that it creates characters that are fun and entertaining and endearing, so you care about them and you care about their story. You want more with them and you want their journey to continue. I mean, huge respect for the studio for responding to the fans and having respect for their opinion and changing Sonic's design with this as well. Sonic looks incredible. And even though that achievement required uh, very obvious product placement, and that's needed because it costs $5 million to, to, to do the redesign, they handle that product placement in a fantastic way. In a meta level, knowing why those product placements are there make me appreciate them in even more that this was a necessary evil, so to speak, that we had to do to get the redesign of Sonic. But take that away, and even just the way they were handled is really funny. And so the two of them together makes it really awesome. And, and they also make it part of the universe of the film, and that continues over into the second film, and it just makes this world that they've crafted uh, just adds one more cog to it that's really, really fun and well-rounded in their, in their characterizations, as cheesy and on the nose as it is. Ultimately, though, the success of this film would not be possible without the great VFX team and the actors. Those are like the two key roles. The, the VFX team and the animators behind Sonic did a fantastic job, not just with the redesign, but through his performance and his emotions and the detail in his fur and his animation throughout the entire thing. And then also the voice behind Sonic, Ben Schwartz, 
has such a childhood energy and bright-eyed love to him. Jim Carrey, like I mentioned, he is hilarious and steals a show. Every scene he's in, I love it. And then James Marsden. He deserves so much more praise than what he gets in everything, but particularly in this film. He had to act against this, this blue puppet for most of the movie, and he makes it work. You really feel like Tom and Sonic are together, and those characters and the way that that James Marsden James Marsden plays Tom is just perfect and makes me really fall in love with that relationship that's developed. It really is a really fun film and uh, can't really don't have anything positive things to say about it. So if you've contemplated seeing this film, especially with the second coming out, is it worth it or not? It is definitely, in my opinion, worth a rent if you can find it on a deal. I, I think it's streaming somewhere. You know, why don't I just look it up? I have the capacity to do that. Uh, let's see here. Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, yeah, it's currently streaming on Prime Video and Paramount Plus. So if you have either of those, just go check out Sonic. It it is worth the time. You don't even have to rent it. You can stream it. It's it's really worth it. It is fun. So two cents finished. Let's some brief announcements here. I'm barely squeaking in this episode towards the end of April, which saddens me that I wasn't able to do more during the month of April because there's something fantastic happening over at Podchaser. I talk about Podchaser all the time, a way to review podcasts. It's not just the Basin Binge, any podcast that you're listening to. They do something called Reviews for Good every April, April, where simply when you leave a review, a review that's over 20 characters on a podcast or a podcast episode, they will donate 25 cents to a charity organization, which I'll talk about in a moment. Me, as a podcaster, I then have the ability to reply to your review, say thank you, and they will double that donations and I will be replying to everyone. So that's 50 cents for a simple review that goes to is a World Central Kitchen. So just briefly about World Central Kitchen, uh, particularly with their Chefs for Ukraine effort. It's an initiative aimed at providing meals to individuals and families in Ukraine fleeing for their lives. So they've already served over 1 million meals to those in need. And this is just a wonderful opportunity to do a lot of good. Sometimes I feel like I, there's not a lot that I can do, especially with financial limitations. And this is a great way that is going to do legitimate, real good in the world and also very nicely benefit the basement binge or any podcast that you review. So if you don't have a pod chaser account, get one. It's completely free. It will be linked below. You can go review the basement binge as a whole. If you've done that before, be sure to click on this episode or any other episode you're listening and review that episode. Even if you're not listening during the month of April, review is helpful. But particularly during the month of April, that allows uh, money to be donated to a very worthy cause. So again, podchaser.com slash the basement binge linked below. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's move on with the episode into Pick Your Poison, which is the rating scale here at the Basin Bench. Real quickly, if you're new here, this is all about ranking or judging the bingeability of the film. How would I interact with it after watching it this time? Is it to never watch it again, which is self-explanatory, to stream it, meaning it's on a service I'm paying for, and when I'm looking for something to watch, I'm just browsing, I would click on it. 
above that is to rent it. In the right circumstances, I would willingly give over a few of my hard-earned dollars to rent it. And the top of the list you probably guessed is to buy it. Own it, whether that's digitally or through Blu-ray. Watch it as many times as you like. This is a buy. And it's really confidently a buy because I actually bought it. This is a movie where I legitimately went through the process of pick your poison. I know that so many times for long-time listeners, I say buy it and I've already owned it for a while. This is one that was a legitimate pick your poison. I originally streamed it because that's without seeing it, just the trailers, that was my poison. I wasn't convinced enough to even rent it. But once I saw that it was on Prime Video, this was like a year ago, I really was excited to see it. And once I saw it, I knew that this is a movie that I would want to rewatch, that I would continue to rewatch, that I wanted to review on the episode. And I have, I mean, I'm reviewing it right now and I have rewatched it and I know I'm going to continue to rewatch it. This, especially this rewatch confirmed to me that this is a a film that I like to watch multiple times and, you know, not within quick succession, but you know, every few years I'm going to pull out Sonic the Hedgehog and I'm going to enjoy it and follow that up after seeing Sonic the Hedgehog 2, review on that that you should listen to, but also watch those because, because they're great. It also strongly, strongly, strongly sits on the shelf of movies I will watch with my kids one day. I don't have any kids yet, but when I do, this is one of those movies that I will gladly enjoy with them over and over again. So that's my poison. I'm sticking with it. So on to the next segment, Live Up. This is where I talk about my expectations going into the film. I'm talking initially about that first watch that I have, but then also talking about coming back to it, what are my expectations the second time around, and is it able to live up to those expectations? Sonic the Hedgehog is a movie I never expected to like as much as I do. And and that's the best way that I can say or sum up my feelings for this segment. I remember it coming out in theaters in 2020 before all the shutdowns happened. And I remember wanting to go support Paramount for listening to the fans and changing Sonic's design. That was really my only purpose for wanting to get a ticket. I wasn't particularly excited about the movie. I wasn't against it. It was just one of those like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a movie coming out and, and not really have anything to say about it. But then I wanted to support the theater. Um, didn't take the initiative enough to see it opening weekend or anything. COVID happened like immediately after and all the theaters shut down and I, I never got around to seeing it after that because it just kind of disappeared until I saw some clips of this film on YouTube, specifically of Jim Carrey. And then I really wanted to see this movie because I felt like this was a Jim Carrey that I have missed for a while. And I wanted, I almost rented it a few times, but I just didn't. I was like, eh, it's not going to be that good. You know, those few scenes of Jim Carrey aren't worth it. I can watch them on YouTube, whatever, whatever. And then it was on Prime Video. And I, I was like, fine, I'm finally going to watch this. And it completely exceeded anything I could have thought about the movie. Yes, Jim Carrey was hilarious. And that initially was a highlight. But now with the, with the insight of revisiting it a second time, there is so much more than just Jim, Jim Carrey to love. There are so many highlights, specifically the relationship between Tom and Sonic and that genuine friendship and care for each other that they have. I love to watch. Sonic is just a kid and all he wants is to have friends. Like who can't be empathetic towards that character, especially the way Tom responds to him. It's played incredibly well. Tom and Sonic going on the road trip. I can tell you exactly how it's going to happen before it does, but I don't care. Let them go on this father son bonding adventure to stop evil. Like I I want that for them because I enjoy these characters and their relationship. So yes, it, it really exceeded what I thought of it. And I kind of talked about Pig or Poison. That's why I went and bought it and I wanted it. And now coming back to it, I knew it was going to be good. But, you know, there's always that worry, you know, is it still going to be good? And it is. It's still good. I still enjoy it. It's still funny. And that 
endearment to the characters hasn't worn off. They're just as sincere um, and just as engaging. So yeah, it, it lived up. It, it exceeded them even the second time around. On to the next segment here, which is bench points, which are Easter eggs, details, trivia, behind the scenes, whatever it may be, which this film and the second film have a lot of. I am new to Sonic. I mean, I watched a few of the a few episodes when I was young. I played some games, um, but I'm not rich into the lore of Sonic. So a lot of them I don't know. But the, the first one I have to talk about is the Sonic redesign. There is something that will ever forever stick out about this film and I will never get sick of talking about. I mean, the, those four, poor VFX artists who probably were way overworked and overpaid the first time and then to have to come back and do it a second time. But good for the studio for listening to the fans and changing the look. Hopefully those VFX artists were paid well. Um, and that would, I mean, I already talked about that, the um, product placement, but, but knowing that that went to the benefit of the VFX artists, that would be even better. I mean, speaking of the redesign, they brought on Tyson Hesse, I think is how you say his name, to lead the redesign, which is fantastic because he's actually worked on a lot of Sonic projects, including Sonic Mania and Team Sonic Racing. So he's familiar with the design of Sonic and really helped in that redesign. Now, some references or Easter eggs that I did get is when Sonic says that he's got to go fast. Of course, the Mushroom Planet, the Echidna Warriors, the rings and the sound effects that they make perfectly tied to Sonic dropping them or when he picks them up uh, is a very, very nostalgic sound. Um, the way that he calls him, that he calls Dr. Robotnik Eggman, um, the sound effects of Sonic's roll attack, which is really cool. They combined a few of the game sound effects to make that. Um, the Sanic drawing with Crazy Carl is one of my favorite parts of the film. And then in the hotel when Sonic like does everything all at once because he wants to try it out in the hotel. There's one thing where he's balanced. He's like doing the balancing animation. Like he's about to fall over from the games. Uh, so yeah, go watch that scene when he's running around in the hotel. You can see that balancing animation, which is a fun detail. Now, another bench point here is Jim Carrey talked about during his production in this film. Uh, he said very little of the dialogue from the pages of the script ended up in the movie. Um, yeah. And talking about just the, the creative freedom he had, especially for scenes without dialogue, allowing him to just kind of get out there. He, he said that he received the instructions. Here's the room and this is the music. Just do something to go with it, which is really, really fun. It, that entire Robotnik dance scene is one of my favorite scenes in the film period. Uh, and then knowing that Jim Carrey did what he did with it, but he also recommended the song Where Evil Grows. He had heard it when he was younger and he, he it was a great pick and it, it really, really was. And it fits the mood and, the, and, and that atmosphere so perfectly. And I love what Jim Carrey did with that role uh, and how he feels like he's having a ton of fun with it. It's, it's never fun to see character do a performance that feels kind of um, typical for them and their career um, and, and have it be run dry almost i'm kind of thinking like johnny depp towards the end of the pirates movies where jim carrey f just feels like he's having so much fun with this the last binge point i have here is with the animation um, for sonic the it was actually partially done with motion capture from ben short's face so he helped provide the motion capture for sonic's face for the animation that was done those are all the bench points i have though let's move on to the second to last segment which is lease and likes this is where i talk about my least favorite scene and my favorite scene. 
Now, as far as my least goes, there's not like, like a particular scene that I don't like. There's not one thing that jumps out to me as being something that I don't like. The whole thing has this appealing nature to it. But I would say my one dislike towards the film is that the first act of the film is a little slow. It's familiar story-wise and story structure-wise. It follows the guidelines of the story we've seen so many times. That doesn't make it bad. In fact, it serves to the benefit of the story in the film, especially when you're seeing it for the first time. But the familiarity with that format and also this particular story, as it is a rewatch, it it can drag a little bit on that rewatch. It's very minor. Um, and that's also because of how good the second and third act is that I, that, that friendship between Tom and Sonic, I enjoy so much that I want to get there. That it's a little bit slow to have to endure the separation or the anticipation of it for a little bit. Um, but that is a, a, a very, very minor thing. Now, as far as my favorite scene, everything with Jim Carrey, I could talk about so many moments with James Marsden and the lines that they have. Um, but I just got to pick Jim Carrey and that dancing scene, particularly the part where Agent Stone asks if he wants a latte and he yells at him <laughs> saying he loves the way he makes him. Ah! I just thought you might like a latte with steamed Austrian goat milk. What do I look like, an imbecile? Of course I want a latte. I love the way you make them! I quote that to my wife all the time. I find it hilarious. Um that initially there was the clip that I saw on YouTube that made me want to watch this movie. Um, and it, every single time that entire scene is happening, I just I'm grinning from ear to ear. Really, really love that scene. It's kind of a silly, like it's, it's not uh, substantial to the story. It's just fun. And that's one of the reasons that I really like it. So with that, we can get into the last segment, which is fall in. These are where I talk about the messages or the meaning behind the film. As my dad often told me, what is the moral of the story here, right? So takeaways that we can apply into our life that are that are of real value. And I'm surprised that this is a film that has something substantial to talk about in fall in. And it's not that I thought it wasn't going to have it, but I just didn't expect it to shine in this segment the way it did. I mean, who knew that Sonic the Hedgehog movie was going to be the one that would have this much heart, um, but that also that that heart of the film would be one of the best qualities of it. It's something that makes it stand out and makes me want more of it. It makes me anticipate the sequel, not just because like, oh yeah, Sonic's fun and we're getting knuckles, but because Sonic and Tom, I want to see them together. I, I want to know what happens next. Yeah, I definitely wanted more Jim Carrey in the sequel as well, and even more Sonic lore. But really, the, the prime motivation in going back to see the sequel was to explore the relationship between Sonic and Tom, and also between Sonic and Tails, because we, we saw him tease that he was coming. And so that relationship is one I was really excited to explore as Sonic was trying to develop friends. And what is that like for someone trying to, to do that um, and connect with people? Like that is a, such a real emotion. Who doesn't want to explore that in such a likable character? I mean, Sonic's just a kid and the film gets it right. He wants friends. He wants connection. Um, what kid doesn't like that? Sonic is lucky that he has someone in his life like Tom someone some people don't have that and i'm glad to have a film that so sincerely shows someone being kind and caring it's completely uncynical in the way that it presents tom's kindness and especially the way that it makes it a strength of tom that it's not 
some annoyance and, and he's not doing it for the wrong reason that he just, he just and, and it's not like he begrudgingly goes along with Sonic because he has to do something wrong or, or, or he has to, to fix something. They, they kind of play into that to a little bit. But the main reason that Tom is with Sonic is because Tom is such a kind person uh, and he has a soft heart. And I like how they really make that an essential part of the film for these characters. And it's, it's very sincere that when Tom stands up for Sonic, you know that Tom is someone who would do that. And it's great to see films that so sincerely portray that. It makes, I think the best way I could put it is that Tom's care that James Marsden performs, his care for Sonic makes me care for Sonic. And it makes me care for him, for, for Tom, and mostly for their friendship. And then to, to a little cherry on top is that their friendship together makes me care for them, which is really interesting, but it's, it's something that the film just gets really well. It, it, it's something that the film gets really right. And you know, what is the moral of the story here? Well, just be nice to people uh, from robots to steal a quote from that. See a need, feel a need. When, when people are in need of assistance, be kind to them and assist them. Even if you have to take a road trip across the country to, um, what do you go to? Uh, LA, I think, um, to stop an evil robot uh, drone dude. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's not going to happen to us, but just, just the kindness as a strength and as a genuine thing we can offer to people, no matter the circumstances, is something that uh, is worthwhile no matter where or when we find ourselves. And who knew that that was going to come so strongly and so sincerely from a Sonic the Hedgehog movie? I did not expect that, but I'm glad that it's there. It's something that I hope we get more in films that, particularly films for this age group, that just so sincerely portray good things for both adults and children. It's not like, oh yeah, let's have this nice little message for kids and then kind of present it in a cynical, you know, nosy way for the parents that are watching that is just sincere through and through. And I love it. So those are my thoughts about Sonic. I really, really enjoy the film. Uh, I'd love to know your thoughts as you leave a review on Podchaser. Let me know your thoughts about Sonic or you can leave a comment or you can send me an email at bingebasement at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, wherever you want to do that. Hopefully be able to be posting more this year as well. Um, yeah, let me know what you think about Sonic. Additionally, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 with Matt from Matt Goes to the Movies. That was a blast to record that episode. I mean, even more positive things to say about that. If you haven't seen Sonic 2 yet and you like Sonic, go see Sonic 2 totally worth it. Um, so yeah, subscribe to the basement binge. That episode should be out immediately. I'm trying to release them at the same time. Additionally, there's going to be more episodes to come. The schedule was completely destroyed to smithereens. So I'm totally rewriting it. So let me know. You can send me an email, message me on social media, whatever you can leave them in your reviews on Podchaser. or what episodes would you like to see? What movies or franchises or series would you like to see me binge here at the basement binge? Cause I'd love to talk about those movies. Um, so yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to The Basin Binge. Thanks for being patient. It is great to be back. My mouth is dry because I'm not used to talking like this. It's been a while, but it's, it is so fulfilling to do this. Um, so thank you for listening. Once again, if it wasn't clear, this is The Basin Binge. My name is Harrison, and that's all for now. Ciao, ciao. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.